I'm just a bill. Yes, I'm only a bill. And I'm sitting here on Capitol Hill. Well, it's a long, long journey to the capital city. It's a long, long wait while I'm sitting in committee. But I know I'll be a law someday. At least I hope and pray that I will. But today I am still just a bill. Hello there, and welcome to What's the Story with USA 2020, a podcast from Ireland full of questions about the American presidential election. My name is Jeff Pagano. And I am an under-caffeinated Kigo. And we've decided to give up half an hour of our lives once a week between now and Election Day, partly to chat about how the American political system works, and partly about all the craziness that's going on there these days. How have you been, Kigo? Not too bad. Not too, it's getting cold today now. I had to wear a coat walking the kids to school. So, you know, winter is coming, as they say in Game of Thrones. That's it. Um, I found a new word today. I'm always a bit of a word nerd. And I found I, I love it when you're, you're doing something and then you realize that there's actually a term for it. And it's... Um, it's a word that they're considering putting in next year's dictionary. And when it comes to looking at your phone, uh, looking for the latest horror news from um, the likes of Donald Trump or from the latest COVID news, uh, it's called doom scrolling. <laughs> and uh, it's a word, Love once it. you hear it, once you hear it, you're never not going to use it. <laughs> uh, that's exactly what it is. It's, it's not going to stop me doing it, but it's a, it's, a, it's a good way of describing it. So I've uh, been doing okay, a lot of that, okay. especially um, in the past few days. But sure, we'll, we'll, we'll crack on and see how we go. Um, so as always, we start our show with what I call my Jeff Splainer, where I basically give my take. And remember, this is my own personal take. Um, I'm not preaching or anything. This is, this is just my, my opinion on a particular aspect of the president election uh, process. And uh, this week, um, I'm talking about something that happened last weekend that probably everyone knows about. So I'll just crack on if that's all right with yourself. Uh, let's let's go. Jeff's playing me. Part 12. What's the story with the U.S. Supreme Court? Of all the many things on which the USA prides itself over its system of government, top of the list is probably the whole notion of the separation of powers. Basically, this means that the control does not rest with one person or institution. Instead, it's divided among three. They are known as the executive branch, which has the president at the top, the legislative branch, which has both the House of Representatives and the Senate, and the judicial branch, which is the courts. Now, maybe that was an opening paragraph which would put a lot of people to sleep. But the theory behind all of this is that the branches can keep an eye on each other by way of what's known as checks and balances. And when it comes to the Supreme Court, which has the final say in all legal matters and thus effectively dictates the ideological direction in which the country is headed. The checking and balancing is done when new justices are first nominated by the president and then confirmed by the Senate. Historically, there have been nine justices in the court and how they rule on cases brought before them is generally dependent on the party of the president who nominated them. Now, it's not always that straightforward, but certainly in the more politically sensitive matters, the fact that in recent years, five are justices put up by Republicans and four by Democrats has been reflected in numerous rulings. And since you are appointed a justice for life, a president only gets to replace one when they either voluntarily resign or if they die. Just last Friday saw the passing of Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who was nominated by Bill Clinton in 1993. Sadly, as much as I'd love to dedicate this entire Jeff's planner to her amazing career as a champion of gender equality, her statement dictated to her granddaughter from her deathbed will explain why we need to turn our attention to the 40-odd remaining days of the U.S. presidential campaign. Quote, my most fervent wish is that I will not be replaced until a new president is installed, unquote. 
Like I said, a justice has no say in their replacement. But what Justice Ginsburg is referring to here is the fact that since the death of Anton Scalia in February 2016, the Supreme Court's nomination process has become more partisan than ever, pretty much like everything else in Washington, D.C. these days. President Obama still had just under a year left in his second term when he nominated Merrick Garland to take Scalia's seat on the court. Yet the Republican leader of the Senate, Mitch McConnell, said that over 100 days was just too close to the 2016 election and would probably be best for the voters to decide who got to choose the next justice. Then, as we all know, Trump won and quickly nominated the very pro-corporate Neil Gorsuch to the court. And after some resistance from the Democrats, who claimed the seat had been stolen from Obama, he was confirmed by 54 votes to 45. Now, just to compare that to the past, Justice Ginsburg got on the bench by a tally of 96 to 3, which meant she had overwhelming support from Republicans despite her liberal leanings. Next came 2018, when another spot came open as Justice Anthony Kennedy, often a swing vote in close decisions, resigned. This was also contentious as Trump was heavily influential in persuading him to do so, giving key positions to people close to him, including his son. This plus the lingering resentment from the Gorsuch nomination led to an even bigger fight from Democrats over the next nominee, Brett Kavanaugh, though he also squeaked through in a 50 to 48 vote. So as you can see, Justice Ginsburg knew that the timing of her death was gonna be significant to say the least. Despite the election being less than six weeks away, Mitch McConnell has found a way to justify plowing ahead to replace Ginsburg as soon as possible to create a 6-3 split on the court, which could have profound effects on key, many key elements of American law, like abortion rights, health care, and collective bargaining among workers. As for Donald Trump, this has been a major boost for his campaign. Some experts are saying that getting another conservative on the bench will help him win back Republican voters who are tempted to go for Biden though I wonder if he only wants the confirmation ahead of election day so he can contest the results should he lose. Either way, this has somehow made an already ugly campaign even more so. It remains to be seen whether or not the Democrats are up for another fight. Oh my God. Politics and the law are a horrific couple of things. They should not belong together. That bitch McConnell guy has been annoying me for decades. Mm. Um, the, the, you know, this should be, now this is only my opinion, ordinary level, been hitting the head too many times. The, the Supreme Court should have nothing to do with government. They should be uh, levitating above it or around it, beside it, whatever it is. Whereas it's become a viciously political situation. Same in every country, I suppose. But on you know, when it's so public and so high level, it just gets so murky. And and the the corrupt behaviour um, of of all. Now, I guess any time any party pushes someone to the Supreme Court, it's for political purposes. It just so happens that you know uh, that that Ginsburg was fantastic. Uh, now it's overtly political. Uh, because we know that when we get to November and the culmination of our podcast series, uh, your man over there in the chair right now is going to be using the Supreme Court to try and cling on to as much of that White House as he can. Um, it shows a lack of respect to the person uh, who did a great job, uh, who asked to wait until there is a new president for him to try and say, look, I'm going to elect a woman. I'm going to put a woman in there. It's grand. No problem. See, that's what she would have wanted. It's uh, facile, childish. And then you've got people like McConnell who seem to forget that we have memories, that people have memories and remember things. 
Um, you know, it's a bit like I, I was watching Reeling in the Years here for, for our uh, out of country uh, listeners. Reeling in the Years is where they pick a year in the last 50 years and do a retrospective of it. And we had a thing years ago called the Beef Tribunal where people would get it onto our our version of late night TV and just lie through their teeth, watch my language, lie through their teeth. Uh, and, and they would forget that they had said something different on the radio four hours earlier. And we're getting to that point in politics around the world. And because it's a magnifying glass on America, because it's the whole plan of division is, is, is currently doing well, if we're being honest, the plan of division, uh, the magnifying glass is there and we, I'm starting to think maybe maybe I need a lobotomy to do the before we go into this podcast next week, so I can forget what happened this week. Oh, definitely, it's um, it's it, it's scary stuff. I mean, what what the the scariest thing for me is that we're talking about what what McConnell has done and um, all the all the Democrats, the top Democrats, Pelosi, Schumer, they made all these statements saying like, oh, it's disgraceful what McConnell is doing. Here, play the tape. This is what he said in 2016. Now look, he's doing the opposite now. And, you know, that's all very well and stuff, but um, they're still subscribing to um, the honor system that, mm. that existed in Washington. It's like, you know, there are certain things where, well, you know, there's, there's a bit of leeway there and you could take advantage, but we don't because we're, we're, we're above all that. And we don't do these things. I mean, what, what McConnell did holding up the, um, holding up the vote in for, on Obama, it wasn't illegal what he did. It, 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 there was no law that said he couldn't because the law wasn't written because you wouldn't think, it's like when, you're, yeah. it's like when your three-year-old pours orange juice on your phone. Do you know what I mean? It's like you never told them not to do that, so they think it's okay. Um, mm. it, it's it's the same thing. But they, but what what it, what's what's scariest about it is even though he's going back on his words, the the people who are voting Republican don't care because especially in this particular issue because there's a ruling Roe versus Wade. It's, everyone around the world knows about it. It's to do with abortion rights. It's been existing since 1973. The Republican number, almost number one goal of the Republican Party has been to overturn that somehow, get judges on the court to overturn that. And because of the strong religious element to that, there are, there are people, there are hard and cast Republican voters who believe that, e they might even believe that Ginsburg died when she did. That was an act of God, that, that this is what God wants. It, it, you know, so if 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 um, if McConnell has to break a few norms to get this done, if Trump has got to say a couple of Trumpy things, if there's a few you know mm. underhanded things that have to be done, once they get it, the thing, the person on the court and get that overturned, it's worth it. So yeah, the ends the ends justify the means and all these things. Whining about how they did it continuously is not going to get it done. Um, you know, I, I I to be honest, I'm not even sure if they can get it done. But um, I just, you'd want to see them uh, at least put up a decent fight to, to, to you know, delay the vote. There, there, there's, there are things they can do. Um, we, we're just, we're just going to have to wait and see. But the, 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 even scarier than that is what Trump said last night um, about, you know, he basically says, he says the, the bad things out loud. And he said that he wants, he actually said he wants to get this done before the election in case he needs to contest the election. If, if you believe that these ballots are illegal, all these ballots are illegal and everyone knows it, why would you need a ninth person on the court? If it's so obvious, surely all the justices would vote for you. Mm. So you don't need this extra one. I mean, it's a 5-3 vote, 5-3 split in your favor anyway, if you're looking at it that way. So he should win that vote anyway. But he's, 
why do you need an extra one if you're if it's so crystal clear um and you know but the there's just no way there's no way to justify this you know there's just i don't know i i, I i'm getting it, it's been getting me so so yeah. annoyed over the past few days i just don't know where, don't even know where to go with it, it. it yeah it's, it's so it's such a weird thing because if you go at life assuming honesty um you're going to you're going to pull your hair out looking at any sort of politics in any country um you know like no one's hands are clean if they if someone hides behind the we could do this but honest, honestly is going to lead us down the right path there's always skeletons in the closet on the blue side as well so you know it just so happens that they're correct in this instance of you know wait follow follow the wishes of of the person who served and and go that way but you know it, their their copybook isn't clean either in general terms um and the, I, I think the fact that you know we would assume honesty in that if there is an issue with ballots if there's an issue with any part of the election eight people will vote the same way because everyone is honest you know that's the theory behind all this whereas we know they're not trump knows they're not uh, everybody else knows they're not, and that's why he's going to try and push this through this weekend. He's trying to circumvent that by doing doing what Biden did for his vice uh, vice uh, vice president uh, candidate um, by just saying out loud up front, "It's okay, I'm going to put a woman in the post," as if that kind of washes away all of the other stuff that you're talking about. It also invalidates whoever he puts in because if, uh, much like Biden, and we've spoken about that before, even though Biden ended up with the correct candidate and a great candidate, a great running mate, um, if he'd have said, I'm going to pick the best candidate, then, you know, the best candidate ends up being who he picked as his running mate. That's far more powerful than him saying in the beginning, I'm going to pick a woman, I'm going to pick a woman of color. That just takes away three quarters of the, uh, of the candidates. With Trump saying the same thing, saying, I'm going to pick a woman, He's basically, you know, most of the Republicans who are scared of women are men. So this might be something where they're looking at him going, and I wish the world wasn't so scared of women, but old Republican men are petrified of women. That's the Roe v. Wade thing you're talking about as well. That's why they want to get rid of it. But he's, he's, he's running a game here of trying to um, whitewash over the requests of, of Ginsburg but he's also running the risk of offending a vast, a huge majority of the Republican Party. Yeah, and uh, just on just on Ginsburg, he even went so far as to say in an interview um, uh, that it's that 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 quote was made up. She said that he said that that quote was written by um, uh, Adam Schiff or uh, Nancy Pelosi or someone like that. I mean, it's like that's that's just how low he's prepared to go. You see, the thing is, I. I get what you're saying about the Democrats, and I know you don't mean it this way, that the Democrats' side isn't clean either. Um, it's just that, and you know, the, the, the whole analogy of the, 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 the best guy in prison kind of thing. Mm. Um, but the, the fact of the matter is Trump had, there was, there was, the levels were always, um, the Republicans were pretty, the Democrats are bad, the Republicans are pretty bad, but Trump has dragged the, yeah. the, the, the Republican Party just to such an extreme of badness like you know up to including evil on so many different uh, things that that you, it, it's dangerous because you, you you're afraid to see the media um even mention anything on the democrat side because if they do that takes up so much time you've mm -hmm. nothing left for trump and you're left with well they're as bad as each other um there was a thing recently where um 
the, the Senate committee, which is run by Republicans, uh, released this report. And this report was found to have been almost literally written by the Kremlin. Um, it was linked to a guy in who, the, who Trump's own appointed FBI director said this guy was totally uh, uh, pro-Russian, pro-Putin, hired by Putin, wrote this report, handed it to the chair, the Republican chair of that committee, and he released the report, and it, it was a smear on Biden. It was saying that uh, his son worked for a company, blah, blah, blah. So all they have to do is say Biden, Ukraine, um, hmm. suspicion, just just any combination of those words on Fox News, from a Senate committee podium, from all this kind of stuff, get that out into the ether. And then you've got CNN. Well, we've said this about Trump. We better spend equal time talking about Hunter Biden. And you've, you've equivocated the whole thing. And yeah. But this has been proven to be crap by Trump's own guy. And uh, Trump, Trump was asked about it, and he says, well, um, no, he's wrong. He, he didn't really understand the question. All that kind of thing. You know, it's just... It, it, it's mind-blowing. I, I mean, I'd be the first to criticize Joe Biden on loads of different issues. I, I, I wouldn't square up to him. But when it comes to this fight, when, when we're dealing with this election, he's, he's got to be, um, he re there's a lot he'd have to do to lose the vote because you're afraid to scare anyone away from, yeah. from, from, from not voting at all, you know? No, you're right. And I think I think maybe my phraseology is a bit off, as you're saying, like, you know, it's not a competition in terms of who's who's worse. It's obviously not a competition. My my hippie demeanor would would rather that one side was honest, forthright in their opinions uh, and caring for everybody while taking care of everybody and allowing freedom for people to make money. You know, I'm, I'm socially. What is it? Socially liberal, fiscally conservative. That's like because I have no money. Now, I, I'd say the world is different if you've loads of money. Uh, my, my issue is that, you know, um, it really, much like the last election, it should not be a competition. It should be a landslide. And it should be a landslide, even if you just start on the qualities of the people. There should be no skeletons in closets. There should be no questions on their values, on the fact that they care for people. And the problem is there's, there's tiny things that pop up. And it's like you're saying, eventually people... People like me will say they're the same as each other. It's just like being the nicest guy in prison, which mm -hmm. is a probably dangerous way to look at it because it's not that way. But when you get beaten by the, these kind of news news channels, news outlets, news Twitters, you, you're doom scrolling, as you say, it. eventually that's how it becomes in your mind. You go, Jesus, what is what is what has Trump said today? Mm. And then you kind of go, well, what what did Biden say or why is he playing Mexican music? That's just stupid. What's he doing? You know what I mean? And and again, they are very different in terms of what is actually being put out there, but you're beaten down so much by the media and the various types of media. You just go, you just throw your hands up and you go, gee, Mac, this is just tiring. Life is hard enough without having to keep up with this, you know? And I can see how worked up you're getting with the Supreme Court and all this sort of stuff because you see and everyone sees how important it is as an institution and how it shouldn't be remotely connected to government because it should be a decision-making body. Um, and I think the, the scumminess of it being attached to a political party, regardless of the ties that they wear, it, it undermines what the Supreme Court does. And I, they have a shot now at, at, well, obviously they have a shot of fixing the process, but they don't want to do that for self-preservation reasons. And it's just... It's just getting so tiring. I don't know about I don't know about you, but it's getting it's getting tiring 
the childish behavior like like we always say like i i grew up thinking they had better ideas and i shouldn't really feel this smart when i listen to them yeah oh no it's i mean the, the equivalent is um two kids on a playground and one of them one of them just randomly walks up to the other and nudges them and nudges them nudges them just keeps poking at them and nudging them for absolutely no reason just keeps doing it and the yeah. first the first kid is just like, you know, I'm just trying to do my stuff here. It doesn't do anything for a while. In the end, the second kid turns around and gives him a thumb. Yeah. And it's like, now you said, well, you know, the, the, the adults comes along, grabs the two kids and hauls them off. You're as bad as each other, lads. You're both suspended. And, mm. um, that, that, you know, that's not how it happens. That's, you know, that's not how it happens. On the one hand, this guy is, is getting at you. This guy is stirring everything up. This guy's saying everyone else but me is a disaster. And if you dare to react, it's like, whoa, look, you're just as bad as I am. And it's, 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 it's frustrating. He's, you know, he's going out and he's telling his supporters, um, uh, he said the other night that uh, oh, only young people can can catch the virus. Only young people aren't affected by the virus at all. It's all grand. Um, nobody really gets it. And that was the day it hit two hundred thousand. Mm. Now the media have been saying two hundred thousand for two weeks since it got to one ninety four. Once it got to one ninety four, they were all rounded up. It's almost two hundred. It's almost two hundred. So it's really been two hundred for a couple yeah. of weeks terms of the media but the day it actually hit it he was saying oh it doesn't really matter at all and when anyone puts it to him he says well if it wasn't for me it would have been two million <laughs> you know it's it's like this is this is what you're up against yeah. but anyway listen talking about dirty tricks and childish stuff to get back to the supreme court mm. um the one thing the democrats can do and you talk about an ugly fight and you talk about childish and stuff but it's this whole process of packing the courts Mm -hmm. um, like I said, I said the the there's nine justices on the court, but the Constitution does not say how many there should be. Um, if the Democrats win the White House and the Senate, it means they get control over the nomination uh, process, which means technically, if they want, with with when there's a six three split in the court, they can actually nominate up you know as many judges as they want and mm. get them confirmed. And and however quickly Trump does it now. That's as quickly as the Democrats can do it after the election. And they can put three, put three justices on court. The, the thing about that is, though, you'll still have Trump in the background, uh, assuming he's not in prison. Um, but you'll also have the Republicans, and you'll have Fox News crying foul and morning, noon, and night. And that would really elevate the partisanness of the country even further. But it's, it's just a question of what's it going to do. But that is one of the tools in their toolboxes, as Chuck Schumer keeps, likes, keeps liking to say. So... Um, we're just gonna have to see what happens, but there, there, there's a number of different things they can do to um, to try to protect what they want protected. Yeah, and I I I've a, I've a theory. I'll throw it into the virtual room here. Like, I and I, I've been thinking about it all week. How you fight this kind of news and fake news and in between news and messing and stuff. Education is key, as we all know. So, what would stop Biden? Because what what did we read a couple of weeks ago? The month of the month of July or something, 365 mil was raised. Why doesn't he take 15 million of that, set up a body to debunk any false information mm. and, and use his social, the, the Democratic Party, use their social media presence. Uh, you know, you can ask Ben Affleck to share the tweets as well, whoever. Uh, Britain, not Britney Spears, she's probably Republican. But you know what I mean? set up a, a, an official body to debunk point by point everything this guy says mm. and then the ad it, every single ad you direct people to this website or this twitter handle 
and education is key so that when we get to things like the Supreme Court and if if this goes through Trump puts his person in that brings a 6-3 as uh, if fingers crossed Biden wins on day two after he's had a couple of glasses of beer to celebrate he, he gets onto his Twitter and says lads here is what has happened over the last uh, four years here's what has happened in the Supreme Court over the last four years what I'm trying to do is level the playing field so now it's 6-3, there's, there's no chance of any fair debate, fair discussion. I'm going to put in three judges. 6-6, six, six. they have to discuss it. And again, this is unprecedented behavior, but the reason behind it is X, Y, and Z. Now, uh, and even if he opens up a debate there, that's something. But he, he would explain his action. And so this kind of crazy putting three judges up there, nominating three judges up there and knowing they'll get through with the control of the Senate, there's a reasoning behind it. It's not, it's not like Donald Trump saying, I want to get someone in there because I'm going to contest this thing. You know, it, it's a rational explanation of behavior following on from him setting up a body of debunking false information. Mm. You know, it, it kind of, it, it's, it, it's a mature way of dealing with immaturity. Definitely. Oh, no, that's a that's definitely a way of doing it. CNN have a guy, uh, Daniel Dale, and he's one, he was one of their reporters uh, on their staff. And at the start of the Trump presidency, they gave him the dedicated job of um, uh, trawling uh, Trump's uh, public statements for lies. Mm. So as you can imagine, he's been pretty busy. Um, <laughs> every time, every time he's got a press conference and I'm uh, unlucky enough to be free to watch it. Um, all you have to do is just get on Twitter and uh, you don't have to follow Twitter as a whole. Just get on Daniel Dale's feed and uh, every, every two seconds he's typing out a new, a new clarification. And, and it's gotten to a stage now where he's tweeting, he's, he's tweeting like, uh, I can't believe I have to do this again. I think I've told this one I had to correct this one a dozen times, but I'm glad that he still does it. Yeah. He, he goes through the full clarification of Trump's lies every single time because it's one thing to say, well, it's not surprising he says that, but it, it, you still have to call him out, I think, um, each time he does it because it's, it's important. If he does it a thousand times, if he does it 2,000 times, you need that number to, 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 mm. to back you up and uh, you keep the receipts because they're all there. Um, it's all, you know, all the proof... The, all the lies are provable. You know, it's not, it's not opinion anymore. It's just, it's just full on uh, misrepresentations of the facts. So that's what he does. But no, I mean, if Biden did that, the, the only thing I'd say about that, it might be dangerous um, in the sense that you're technically, it's like a minister of information. Mm. You're kind of heading down that road. You're, you're silencing your political enemies. You're proving them wrong. Um, this is something Leo Varadkar tried to do. When he took over as Taoiseach, he tried to set up his own um, communications yeah. agency. Um, even if it's not that, that's what it's going to be compared to. And that's what mm. Fox News are going to scream that it is. And that is a genuine comparison you can make that, um, that, that, that he's just, oh, you're just, you're just saying everything your opponent's saying is a lie, which even if it is a lie, that doesn't look good. You know, um, your best thing is to use surrogates, I think. And, um, you know, let other, let, let other people show, um, show up the lies and maybe maybe do it that way but uh, no yeah. definitely they, they, they do just, need to I, it. yeah i just think honesty is the way like is the way forward and if whether it's a government or non-government thing uh obviously much like we the supreme court should be they wouldn't be attached to government but it would be someone who 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 just fact checks an official mm -hmm. body that fact checks 
everything that is said because you know the, the, I, whether Biden sets it up or or the government sets it up when he gets in. You see, then you have it, a ministry of facts. Yeah, but like <laughs> you, you've got to. But if it's the truth, it's the truth. True. Yeah, you no, know I, what I mean? know. I know what you mean. No, I know. He's yeah, like, and, and, and that's what we need. And I'm with you on the um, I'm with you on the six six um, idea as well. Just nominate three to even it up. The only thing I'd say about that is that because Biden is more of a centrist, this guy Merrick Garland that Obama put forward, he was no Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Let me mm. tell you that for free. Uh, he was a he was a corporate Democrat uh, kind of a kind of judge lawyer. So um, he'd be middle of the road. He might he might vote the right way on uh, uh, you know like you say, more social uh, issues like civil rights and things like that and gender equality. But uh, they are more centrist kind of things. So when you've got Trump nominating way to the right, you've also gotten Biden nominating to the central, it's going to be totally excludes um, the other side. I mean, if you'd hope that if he was going to nominate three or four judges, just to keep the progressive wing of the side happy, there's got to be a, a potential Ruth Bader Ginsburg type person out there mm. that he's got to put on the most progressive person they could possibly guess um, to, to, to put on the court. So you'd hope they do that. But anyway, no, you're right. There is a way, there is a way they could handle that without making it too ugly, but they've got to be ready for the fight from the other side. Yeah. Cause it's going to be a one hell of a fight. Yep. But, 100%. Um, anyway, we'll see, we'll, we'll, we'll see how all that goes. Um, just before we, before we wrap up, um, I'll go, just go quick, go quickly over the polls um compared to last week now the we were talking about the way uh, 538.com does does the polls and they give a percentage so they run all the possible scenarios as to how it could work out and they give the percentage of chance each candidate has of winning the um the electoral college now last week we had biden 76 percent ahead of trump's 24 now that's gone up a bit as of this morning 78 to 22 maybe give it a few more days to see how this ginsburg news does to feed mm. through into the polls, but that's looking good for now. The key states, Arizona's gone down a bit, 4.8 to 3.8, Biden's favor. Florida's getting tighter, 1.7. There's a couple of polls showing uh, Trump ahead in Florida, so that'll give him a boost. Uh, Michigan State, the same, Biden by 7.4, that's good. Nevada, 5.8, that's good. Wisconsin, he's up 6.8, that's good. Uh, Pennsylvania, 4.6, that's all good. Um, so overall, it's still looking good. But like I say, we want to see next week. Um, we'll have a look next week to see does this Supreme Court situation really mm. affected the polls. But so far, it's looking good. The Senate races are all looking good too. Lindsay, our friend Lindsey Graham is kind sort of locked in a, in the polls. He's level neck and neck with Harrison, the Democrat. But 538 still give him an 80 percent. Graham an 80 percent chance keeping the seats. So I wouldn't hold out a whole lot of hope there. But uh, we'll just have to we'll just have to wait and see. Mm. No, absolutely. It's uh, poll watch is, is going to be interesting because we'll, pretty soon we'll be able to put kind of a month's worth of data together. As long as the as long as the guys in the blue ties uh, don't come off as being childish in holding this off, um, that'll be that'll be hopefully keeping the numbers where they are. Definitely. And uh, speaking of opportunities to be childish, uh, this time next week, uh, we'll have had the first presidential debate. Yes. Uh, next Tuesday, uh, 1 a.m. 
I, I think way back when I told myself I'd stay up, but I can pretty sure I'm not going to this time. <laughs> but um, they tend to put them all on YouTube and you can watch the whole thing at your own leisure the next day. So by next Thursday, maybe the two of us will have a good look at it and uh, look at the back yep. and forth and we can have a good old, a good old chat. Maybe not even do a Jeff Spiner this time, just basically um, bang on for half an hour about how we thought that debate went. So, um, so we'll look forward to that. Um, so anyway, that's it. What I'm going to do is going to leave you with um, a series of clips um, it's kind of, it's similar to what I did last week. I did Lindsey Graham contradicting himself, but the, the, this is a pattern that's kept going. And this is, a, this is going to be a whole slew of different Republican senators basically saying one thing in 2016 and a completely different thing now when it comes to Supreme Court picks. It's, it's just, it's amazing the difference, how they, how they differentiate it. Apparently, just, just, just for information's sake, the reason they're giving is that because in 2016, the party of the Senate was different to the party of the White House. So somehow that makes it okay to hold up the vote. But when the two parties are the same, there's nothing stopping you. So basically they just change the rules as they've gone along. I mean, if there was, a, if there was another thing, they'd find something else. So it's just crazy. Yeah, my six-year-olds do the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all, it all changes depending on uh, what, what's in front of them. <laughs> Okie dokie, man. Well, thanks again. Thanks again for the chat. And um, we'll talk to you again next week. And so it's goodbye from Kigo. Absolutely. Stay safe. Yep. It's goodbye from me. Stay safe as well, everyone. Salon. The American people are about to weigh in. The campaign is already underway. And voters are going to get to weigh in. It's about the principle. You don't do this in an election year. The American people will choose. Let the American people consider it as part of deciding who to support in November. That was when Democrat Barack Obama was in the White House. Now many of the same senators you just saw are saying, don't wait. President Trump should get to choose Ginsburg's successor immediately. You don't see any hypocrisy between that position then and this position now. Chris, the Senate majority is performing our constitutional duty and fulfilling the mandate that the voter, voters gave us. You guys have this, this new explanation. Never once um, on the Senate floor when election is just months away, in 2016, you said the people should be allowed to consider possible Supreme Court nominees as one factor in deciding who they'll support for president. This shouldn't even really be controversial. Then you said this is not about the person. It's about the principle involved. And I want to give the American people a voice in this. Uh, I, I, Republicans have said there would, should not be a bitter political fight. We have called on the president to spare the country this fight. The best way to avoid the fight is to agree to let the people decide. Senator, these are your words. Not once did you say, oh, it depends on what party the Senate holds versus the party of the president. This just sounds like a power grab, pure and simple. Well, it is the Biden rule. And this is the way, this is the precedent of the country. What you, you haven't there had- There's no Biden rule. Part. Everyone knows that if the president were Joe Biden or Hillary Clinton and Chuck Schumer were the majority leader, the odds are 100%, 100%, there's no universe in which Nancy Pelosi would not have been the previous speaker saying, we are going to confirm this seat. 